What was I going to say? Hello, you're listening to the Odd Sisters podcast. I'm Marcy. <laughs> I'm Allison. And I'm Julia. <laughs> uh, Sorry, it's after Halloween. We can't be spooky anymore, Marcy. <laughs> no more gremlin voice. No. Look, my what? impending doom is not spooky. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's kind of spooky. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am still sick. Yeah. But that's okay. I will keep my talking to a bare minimum once again. Mm-hmm. And here's Julia. Me. <laughs> I just kind of like threw up in my mouth a little bit. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> this is my first performance anxiety. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. Not my side off. <laughs> Anytime Marcy introduces me for something, I'm like, look. <laughs> the pause was because she took a drink of water and had to swallow it before she could talk. Yeah. Um, okay. okay. So. We're doing this. We're still on Zoom, so it sounds a bit weird. That whole thing. <laughs> I don't know if we have to recap. You can pretty much tell immediately when we're not in the same room. So, um, Okay. So, the Sun began publication on September 3rd, 1833 in New York City. It was published as a morning paper, easy to hold, had beautiful illustrations, crime reports that appealed to the working class readers, and for the low, low cost of a single penny. So, I like easy to hold. Yeah. Well, it was like, it was like, um, very like light reading. Uh, yeah. It wasn't like well, this have big, you seen, like, like pe- I was going to say, have you seen the old timey, like in like Sherlock Holmes and whatever, like yeah. the papers are huge <laughs> and then the Three print is tall. like, dish burn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they had newspaper holders. It was like a metal thing to like prop up the yeah. page. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. So, um, it actually, <laughs> It actually inspired the whole concept of penny presses, which uh, made the news more available for low-income work. Sorry, low-income readers. A regular newspaper at the time would cost about five cents. So, I mean, that sounds like nothing now, but obviously, it's five times more expensive. <laughs> but um, but the Sun definitely embodied the whole cheaper, therefore trashier lifestyle, reporting crimes and deaths as well as very personal events like suicides and divorces, which is pretty Yikes. cool. Divorces, um, like just random people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very like very trashy, like very. Baker divorced his wife last week. Reporting, <laughs> but um, so Gossip. Benjamin Day, yeah, exactly. Um, Benjamin Day, the editor, would actually send out his reporters to go and find juicy stories and bring them back to him. Whereas at the time, they, re- they relied mostly on people sending, like going out of their way to send information to them. But then he's sending people out to go get information and go find out those things like who's getting divorced or <laughs> who's getting divorced or stuff like that. So just knocking on doors. How's your marriage going? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so... It would really lay the groundwork for a lot of the trashy magazines that seem to dominate the shelves these days. So, like Marcy said, gossip magazines. So, they used a new machine 
um, the steam-powered printing press. So uh, to be able to produce a significantly higher yield at a way cheaper rate. And they came up with an idea that would broaden their reach as well. Newsboys. They were actually the first paper to ever use newsboys to sell copies. Huh. Having them stand on, the, on a street corner shouting out headlines to grab people's attention. So it was very much like... Extra, extra. Know, yeah, and like, look at this. Like, very like trashy, like oh, you won't believe what these people are doing. Look at this, like yelling things at you, being like, you want to know, like that kind of stuff, right? So, um, so on Friday, August 21st, 1835, a tiny teaser article was printed on the second... <laughs> Sorry, that's that up with me. <laughs> a tiny teaser article was printed on the second page of the paper. It read, quote, so this, um, I don't have like pieces of the articles um, it's a lot of like because it's quite old it's kind of like I have parts of them so there's going to be a lot of like just me kind of jumping into quotes and then jumping out of quotes so just be aware of that so quote celestial discoveries the Edinburgh current says and quote within a quote we have we have just learnt from an eminent publisher in the city that Sir John Herschel at the Cape Cod of Good uh, Cape Cod <laughs> at the Cape of Good Hope has made, <laughs> has made some astronomical discoveries of the, the most wonderful description by means of an, an immense telescope of an entirely new principle, end quote. Needless to say, it caught people's attention. Um, again, we're in the 1800s here and regular people didn't really know anything about astrology or space or anything, really. <laughs> so it caught people's attention and they waited patiently for the next article. So it was just like a little, like the, it's the only one I could actually find a picture of. It's just this little tiny article, just like right in the middle of the paper that's like, we're going to blow your minds next week. <laughs> so this is, <laughs> um, so it's going to continue over the next six days. <laughs> And I kind teaser. of have it. I was late. I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> like <laughs> a teaser that. trailer. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's going to happen over the next six days. And uh, each one is just a different day. So when I was writing this, I know it's after Halloween. But <laughs> when I was writing this, I pictured like, you know, in The Shining, where it comes up with like each day. <laughs> Tuesday. So this is Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> so Tuesday. New Yorkers on their way to work picked up the paper to find that this historic story took up three quarters of the front page. So they're giving it a lot of real estate in their newspaper. The second page had a note from the editors about what he was presenting them with. Quote, we this morning, we this morning commenced the publication of a series of extracts from the new, the new supplement to the Edinburgh Journal of Science, which have been, been very politely furnished to us by a medical gentleman immediately from Scotland. In, sorry, in, in, consequence, yeah, in consequence of a paragraph which appeared on Friday last from the Edinburgh Current, the portion which, sorry, it's really hard to read because it's like really old English, but I'll try my best. <laughs> the portion which we publish today is introductory to celestial discoveries of higher and more universal interest than any. 
in any science, oh, sorry, than any in any science yet known to the human race, end quote. The article talked mostly about Herschel's wonderful new telescope that we were talking about before, uh, with magnif magnification so powerful that it could see, quote, even the entom uh, entomology of the moon in case she contained insects upon her, surf her surface, end quote. Whoa. Yeah. So he's claiming it's, it's so powerful that he could even see if there were bugs living on the moon. Don't you like, um, with old-timey articles, because, like, the one, my last episode is like this, too, it almost seems like uh, newspaper reporters are paid per word. <laughs> yeah. They definitely were. It's really, like, I mean, I don't know what it was like to read back then. I'm sure it worked a lot easier but like reading it out loud now is like so like I catch myself like filling in words that aren't there because I like grammatically it just makes more sense but yeah you um, just gotta read in a voice like this <laughs> <laughs> that's so true um so the telescope was massive according to the article um 24 feet in diameter so it's pretty big for a telescope um it, and it was equipped with a secondary special lens called the hydro-oxygen mi microscope. All right. Okay. So that would... <laughs> that, <laughs> that microscope would um, illuminate and project the image onto a canvas screen. Magnified images lose their light and become dimmer, which was a huge problem for astronomers. So this secondary lens seems to fix that problem. Okay, okay. That's when they made a projector. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so the article then went on to introduce the author of this story, Dr. Andrew Grant, a former pupil of William Herschel, who is the one who's discovering this. So it's basically like it's written from the perspective of his, um, his pupil is mm -hmm. writing it. And then he's talking about, yeah, so... And how he traveled around the world with him and now has and has now printed his discoveries in the Edinburgh Journal of Science. So I don't think that this first section was um, as groundbreaking as people thought it would be from like the teaser one that they had earlier. Um, but the giant telescope and the fact that he would be able to illuminate and project images from the moon definitely caught people's attention enough to continue reading. So now we have. Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> so, on January uh, sorry, January 10th, 1835, William Herschel turned his spectacular new telescope towards the moon. He saw, quote, a beautifully distinct and even vivid representation of the basaltic rock. Um, there are there are articulations similar to those of the basaltic formation at Staffa. So that's a place in Scotland. I had to look that up because I was like, what is Staffa? <laughs> so I actually... I you don't know Staffa? You <laughs> I'll show you guys a picture after. It's like um, this very like black, um, like volcanic looking rock that kind of, it's very like rigid. Like it almost makes like squares. Like it looks like fake. It's, it's mm. crazy. When I looked it up, I was like, there's no way this is a real place. <laughs> but it's gorgeous. But it's definitely unique in like the texture and everything so um and after a while he shifted the viewfinder and noticed that the moon was quote profusely covered with a dark red flower but 
if the moon could support plant life, could it also have animal life on it? Luckily for these two scientists, there was, their question was quickly answered as herds of brown quadrupeds similar to bison made their way into view, as well as a goat, quote, of bluish lead color and a strange amphibious creature of a spherical form which rolled with great velocity across the pebble beach. <laughs> uh-huh. I think they found someone's creative writing project. <laughs> <laughs> A projector, right? Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) A strange amphibious creature of spherical form which rolled with great velocity across the pebbly beach. Oh, it's BB-8. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, Thursday. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait. (laughs) This, This extract began with a further description of the terrain. Um, such as oval-shaped mountains and extinct volcanoes. Dr. Grant listed a variety of lunar flora and fauna um, that they discovered. 38 kinds of trees, twice that number of plants, nine specimens of mammals, and five ovipara, ovipara, which is egg-laying animals. Uh, I think I'm saying that right. (laughs) I don't know. Um, But... Their greatest We're not discovery. Help you. No. <laughs> Marcy, Marcy, you're gonna love this though. So listen. Oh. <laughs> you're gonna love it. I bet I'm not. But their their greatest discovery was that of the biped beaver. The first sign of intelligent ish life, uh, lunar life. These beavers <laughs> these beavers walked on two feet and carried their young in their arms. What? I wish you could see her face right now. <laughs> it's like, hmm? <laughs> um, and uh, they actually had huts. Um, their huts were very advanced, advanced, quote, constructed better and higher than those of many tribes of human savages, end quote. I know oh. that's not, that's not wow. a cool, that's not a great quote. <laughs> but um, No, they just had to make that racist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, they even spotted smoke coming from inside the huts, concluding that they were advanced enough to have mastered the use of fire. Oh. Wow. That's like a kid's book. Beavers. <laughs> Little walking beavers. Beavers. Oh, I went gross. With a question. <laughs> beavers. I was like, how's Walk, it gross? I mean, it's kind of gross. Fire lighting beavers in huts. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is amazing, because when you look at the moon... You definitely would never think there might be bipedal beavers up there. Do you have a 24 diameter telescope? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's definitely what was going on back then, too. (laughs) It was just like, well, you prove it then. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Okay. Friday. I want to go back Finally. to when you said there was a flower, and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Finally, the discovery that everyone had been waiting for. The scientists found themselves, oh, sorry, the scientists found human-like creatures living on the moon. Living inside a ring, a ring of red hills, these creatures were, quote, covered, except for on the face, with short and glossy copy, copper-colored hair. 
and had wings composed of a thin membrane without hair lying snugly upon their backs. What? I think I've seen the pictures from this story. What? Ginger angels? Ginger angels, exactly. So, but like wings composed of a thin membrane. So it's not exactly angelic. I would say like, it's like fairy fairy wings are kind of like that. Yeah, that's true. flying squirrel wings. (laughs) Well, you went kind of grosser and more biological (laughs) than pretty, but. And they're all hairy except for their face? Yeah. And their wings. All right. Weird. Mm-hmm. Dr. Grant stated their faces were... I like that it's quote, Dr. Grant. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I thought the same thing while I was, reading, I was writing it. Um, uh, sorry, their faces were, quote, a yellow, yellowish flesh color um, was a slight improvement upon that of the large orangutan, end quote. <laughs> So oh, now he's just okay. bashing on orangutans, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> orangutans, but better. Yeah. <laughs> they dubbed the creatures uh, Vespertilio Homo, or Man-Bat. <laughs> <laughs> and they continued to watch them converse with each other in expressive conversations and participate in acts that would, quote, ill comport with our terrestrial notions of decorum and yeah. <laughs> so they're just like turned into like space voyeurs <laughs> yeah. it's so weird knowing that some people would call bullshit on this dr grant assured that certificates for ministers who would serve as eyewitnesses would come soon after oh well yeah but, sure a minister sure. never lied <laughs> so now at this point I'm sure you can imagine that people back on Earth were going batshit crazy over this story. See what I did there? Batshit crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Allison's like nodding like, yes, but it's not funny. Um, (laughs) The sun sun had never been more successful. Selling copies like mad. Everyone was reading it. And even those who didn't read it heard about it eventually. So people have always. (laughs) Exactly. Well, yeah, because people, people must always. have been, like, running up to them in the streets and been like, there's bad people on the moon. They're like, orangutans, but butter. Also, beavers. <laughs> the news they boys. The news boys. Extra, extra. Bad people orangutans on the moon. On the moon. <laughs> Do like the beavers. <laughs> Living in huts. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> I was thinking about that the whole time I was writing this. Just like what they were yelling out on the streets. Um, <laughs> so people have always, but um, especially at this time, wondered what was out there in the stars, but especially the moon with it being our closest neighbor. Now there's two scientists saying that not only is there life on the planet, but Batman, apparently. But it's not a planet. Well, sorry. <laughs> on the moon, on the what do you call it? Moon? <laughs> what can I call it? It's a moon. It's not just <laughs> no, moon. It's not a planet. Space rock. Space rock. Okay. People argued whether it was, people argued whether or not uh, it was true. And uh, you can only imagine the excitement and controversy involved with such a discovery. But the articles weren't done yet. Saturday. <laughs> 
the discovery of an abandoned temple made from polished sapphire, the roof constructed out of a yellow metal and made to look like flames rising upwards, consuming a large sphere of clouded copper. So that's what they've claimed that they found today. What? (laughs) Yeah. So uh, was the object meant to look like earth being consumed by flames? Did the yes. makers come to? <laughs> did the makers mean to invite this comparison? Quote yes. by by this record. I'm sorry. Quote by this record. Any past calamity of their world, or predict any future one of ours. Without the answers, he just kind of tossed it out there, possibly to see how badly it would make everybody freak out. <laughs> so there was like something i was reading where it was like well how do you top there being like bat people <laughs> like how do you how do you follow that up and they're yeah. like well you know you threaten all life on the planet i guess <laughs> <laughs> so so monday this is Those the last beaver day. people are going to be really upset when they find out about canadian history it's a they lot are. of dead beavers <laughs> yeah they're going to be very upset it's going to be like rick and morty with the dogs <laughs> <laughs> Um, So, the final extract, published on August 31st. The scientists discovered a superior order of of Vespertilio Homo living a little too close to the mysterious temple for their liking. This group was slightly different. Quote, of a larger stature than the former species, sorry, specimens, less dark in color, less dark in color, and in every respect an improved variety of the race. End quote. Why? Why do they have to like impose these like yeah, <laughs> racial I, perfections on I the the know. bat people on the moon? I don't know. These are obviously the better bat people. Yeah. <laughs> they spent most of their time eating fruit, flying around because why wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, bathing and conversing with each other. Uh, they remarked that there was a quote universal state of Amity, uh, anonymity, uh-huh. along uh, among all classes of lunar creatures. End quote. From what they could tell, they weren't a carnivorous or ferocious species, and seemed to be living peacefully. But uh, no more answers would be able would ever be able to be brought to light, since the two scientists left their telescope in such a way that the reflection from the sunlight made their observatory catch fire. <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. you think you'd be really careful of that when you have a 24 diameter what? thing that can <laughs> reflect sunlight and burn your dreams to pieces um so <laughs> it's like you know like there's certain like monty python sketches and skits where they like openly admit that they had no idea how to end something so the <laughs> characters just go like we don't know and then they just drop everything and like walk yeah. away that's basically yeah. this <laughs> Yes, exactly. And it burned it. down. And it got fired. Burn it to the ground. A week later, once they had made their repairs to the observatory, the moon was lo- no longer visible. What? I don't know what that means. <laughs> I'm starting to think. You know when the I'm moon starting disappears? To think that these people aren't even scientists. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that Smudged means. Smudged on their lens. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Um, yeah, so although the following month, Dr. Grant noted, noted that he was briefly able to observe the moon again. 
remarking that their beauty, uh, the bat people, their beauty was comparable to that of angels and concluded that he wouldn't say any more information about his experience and that people would just have to read the publication of Dr. Herschel's authenticated natural history of this planet. Well, yeah. And with that, the, it was all over. The last time he put the telescope towards the moon, all the bat people were like bent over showing their butts. So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. They're mooning them from the moon. (laughs) I said it at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Marcy, (laughs) she's above that, apparently. (laughs) No, I'm I'm just too slow. (laughs) (laughs) So the story was over, but the uh, everyone's excitement remained. Um, People wrote in their diaries, which in context was a really big thing back then because that's like all you had to do um so people wrote in their diaries about your diaries <laughs> today i read in the newspaper <laughs> there's orangutans with wings on the moon yeah um so they wrote in their diaries about the apparent existence of life on the moon um including philip hone who was actually the mayor of new york at the time <laughs> So even the mayor is into it. He's like <laughs> writing Do down. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Well, they must have been in awe, like what that could have meant for mm-hmm. all of them, right? Like what's next kind of thing. Like, is this a new yeah. era that we're seeing? Like, yeah. So many exactly. people staring up at the moon and being like, I just can't believe it. Yeah. Can't. I can't see anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> By the, by the end of August, the story was reprinted in several other newspapers and uh, within a couple of days had reached cities like um, Baltimore, Philadelphia, and Boston. And two weeks later, it hit Cincinnati. Yes, this what? is the Cincinnati podcast where we talk about all things Cincinnati. <laughs> I tried to say that too fast. Cincinnati. <laughs> this is our last... Oh, well, okay. not, not yeah, our yeah. last one, but the two before that all had to both had to do with Cincinnati, <laughs> and then it was included well, in this one. Cincinnati and Ohio specifically <laughs> went out of yeah. It specifically went out of its way. To say two weeks later, it hits like it. It went to Cincinnati. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> why wouldn't you just lump that in with the rest of the cities? But um, it wasn't long. That was before pretty far th- west at the time, right? Yeah, yeah, that's so. true. It wasn't long Sorry. before news had reached Europe. So, well, it's it in just Cincinnati. keeps going and going. It's and <laughs> yeah, Europe. basically Europe. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the whole world was up in arms about whether or not this fantastical story was true. But by late September, the New York Herald reported that, quote, sorry, reported the, quote, ingenious hoax is going the round still. Every paper that we've received from the West brings it back again. The Bowery Theater has dramatized it. And now Hannington, which is um, a museum that's in New York, has actually put it on canvas and placed it, um, placed it for exhibition in his diorama. So now it's like kind of immortalized through all these different things. Um, So obviously to people like us in this time, this is clearly a hoax. <laughs> it's not something that is true. Hence why we've been laughing at it the whole time. Sorry. But that's okay. Um, although the editor, Benjamin Day, would never actually post a retraction of the story. 
So he like refused. He was like, no, it's ages. Yeah. He was like, he refused to be like, it's fake. Somewhere there must have been like, by the time we got to Europe, someone must have been like lying awake in bed. Like, oh God. (laughs) (laughs) There was like a bunch of people who were like, took it as I, I'm assuming other like, like philosophers and like, and scientists and stuff like, like that were just like, they really wanted him to admit it. He was like, this is important. <laughs> you have to tell people that this was fake because they still believe you. Yeah. But you never explain would. that this was just a joke. Yeah. So um, <laughs> the whole experience really made people um, realize how much of an influence the media had on popular opinion and beliefs. Although it was, the media was new enough that the story didn't really incite panic and mass hysteria like we would see in later hoaxes like the War of the Worlds broadcast. So um, people were like, what? That's crazy. But like, they weren't like, oh my God, what happens now? Holy shit. <laughs> they were like, they were just like, that's, that's so crazy. Like, I can't believe there's people living <laughs> out there. Like, they were actually like pretty chill about it. <laughs> Like, it, I hope well, we, we talked about one day. <laughs> is it 1910 with the comet? Yes, yeah. Because yeah, so I feel like people just kind of like amped up, like, mm-hmm. like got crazier and crazier, you know, yeah. like because that was kind of crazy, but not as crazy as you'd think with the fact that they thought they were going to die, and yeah. then this war of the worlds, right? So exactly. Um, Interesting. But did people really believe in it? Um, it's it's hard to say. But given the fact that 100,000 copies were sold in New York, New York City alone, which, by the way, is a third of their population. So lots were being printed and a lot of people read it. Um, How many in Cincinnati, though? <laughs> I don't know. I don't have the Cincinnati yeah. figures. That's the real benchmark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry, Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> you can easily say it grabbed, pe- it grabbed people's attention. Um, without any more follow-up stories or evidence, I think most people figured it out on their own, but I'm sure there were quite a few people who died thinking that there were two-legged beavers and Batman living on the moon. You must have had, like, especially if it's, like, a third. Like, imagine, like, going out with friends who didn't read that paper or, like, going on a date with someone who didn't read <laughs> yeah. that paper and you're, like, walking through, like, leaving a restaurant at night and you're, like, can you believe that, like, there's the beavers and huts on the moon and the other person just being, like, What? <laughs> What did you just say? What paper are you reading? <laughs> a small one, not an extra large yeah. paper. <laughs> it's one that's easy to hold. Yeah. I like it because it's easy to hold. <laughs> so uh, Dr. Meredith Reese, a respectable New York physician, uh, reflected on the events. Quote, in relation to philosophical humbugs, an illustrious example is furnished by the celebrated moon story. Ingeniously fabricated by a shrewd and intelligent and intelligent practitioner on public gullibility and the success of which proved that he had rightly judged judged of the character of our population in regard to their readiness to swallow the most subliminated nonsense when dignified by the name of science. There are very many, there are very many men in our city who to the present hour regard those revelations with more of more of rever- reverence and confidence than any of the established truths in physics or morals, end quote. 
So, <laughs> like, you know, there was still, I couldn't find anything that was kind of like the aftermath, but I figured that, I thought that her quote Fizzled. was pretty good, that there's still people, there's still lots of people in New York who still believed that that was a thing <laughs> and that it happened yeah. and that they're still there. I because mean, something like 20% of Americans believe that chocolate milk comes from brown cows. <laughs> <laughs> like, there, there's just, there's a disparity in education sometimes, right? I, yeah. I did this entire course on, on cognitive biases, um, which are like the, the way that our brain jumps to conclusions. It makes shortcuts um, yeah. and it fills in the gaps. Your brain wants things to be easy. So when you read something... Um, and you know, it, it, when you read something and it agrees with what you already believe, it's less work for your brain mm, gotcha. and your brain likes it. So when you have conspiracy theorists that, and like the idea of people just reading things that, yeah, uh, what's, I'm, I'm, my brain's too fried to have this conversation, but you know what I mean? So it's the yeah. same kind of thing. Like, and the lower the education level, the more ridiculous things people will believe cough mm -hmm. pizza gate so you know it's not <laughs> yeah. the most ridiculous thing that people have believed and that's true it's uh so it's not the last thought, time either i'm not as fancy as allison so i don't really know how to use this as well so i'm just going to show you the screen but that's the rock i was talking about oh in scotland oh, that's that's really crazy. Cool. yeah i'm going to post this on our instagram like actually because i have a lot of different ones so there's that one they got like a little little newsboy this is what the the art like in the the paper looked like oh, so there's a little newsboy holding a batman those are some wings uh, yeah and this is the first picture that they posted of the people i have seen that before i've seen that before too i didn't know what yeah. it was though yeah interesting and then, if you can see those are the, the beavers, beavers in the back. they look like oh my god on their hind legs yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah the birds seem people chilling, flying in the background. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, and then we have where are we? Where are we? Okay, so this is another one. I've seen that one before. I've too. seen that yeah. too, and I didn't know what it was. Huh? Yeah. They're kind of more yes. like butterfly wings, I guess. Yeah, like yeah. Butterfly wing things. Mm -hmm. I like this guy. He's got like his <laughs> legs like weirdly <laughs> open. <laughs> and then this is the this is A the gate. editor. <laughs> oh my goodness i know that's a hat <laughs> just, yeah <laughs> he looks yeah, so sour <laughs> yeah i know right and then what's this one? Oh, this is just another An of the, another yeah that's awesome of the bat people it's actually it's like crazy. like really cool pictures like like the musculature and like everything yeah with the hair it looks like like you could see you could see how they dramatized that, you know, and like yeah, made it for into sure. a, like especially that one. Yeah. You could see sure. how they made that into like a play or something. Like you could just see like the the outfits. Yeah. That's but, so um, funny. Yeah. I just I thought it was pretty interesting. That's it's so interesting. Random. And I there was a couple articles. It's not really like my uh my general scope of like, I wouldn't do an episode about it, but there were a lot of articles that were talking about that it was kind of, like, like the hoaxes and how it plays into, like, fake news and stuff like that. Mm, and like, yeah. You know, well, which is kind of what I was... political climate. <laughs> kind of what I was getting at as but, far as that course I took. 
yeah. was that about that. Exactly. But, but it's not a new thing, is what I was saying. People no. have always loved bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Especially fantastical bullshit. Yeah. The more exactly. outside the realm of reality, the more it's like, I mean, people like fantasy for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. Takes you away, and you're like, oh, this is cool. This is a yeah. thing that could happen. Exactly. And I mean, like, it was just like, like you hear stories of that time, and it's just like, of course they would believe something like that. Like, like honestly, like what else is going on? Mm-hmm. Like, it's something no. to talk about. That's not like that person is, you know, my <laughs> like this person's dying, and that person has no leg, and this person, like it was all just like terrible shit. So it's like, yeah, like, why not believe in, like, something yeah. fantastical? And they have no reason to not believe it, really. I mean, again, I was like, do you have a microscope? I don't think so. <laughs> but it's like, there's, it's not readily available for anyone. No, especially, no. I think there's a thing in it as well where it was like, especially that it was from Scotland. It was originally published in Scotland. And they were taking, they were saying that they were taking ep- excerpts from this, these articles that were posted in Scotland. It kind of like removes it enough that it's like, you can't just go and see it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not someone in New York who has a giant observatory and microscope. It's, well, you can't really prove it because like, what are you going to do? Take a trip to Scotland to prove that they're wrong? My girlfriend <laughs> lives in so. Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So, I don't know. I think that definitely helped them that it was like sure, for sure. You know, like they don't know what's going on in Scotland. It could be. Mm-mm. So, yeah, that was crazy. Keep rolling around. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> You're like the guy in Team America. <laughs> yeah, Julia's on a rolly chair and she's just I, like moving around the room erratically. Spots one. My favorite is when he comes across the top upside down. (laughs) (laughs) Gary. Okay. (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and say hi. And we'll see you next week for more news. (laughs) (laughs) More fake news. (laughs) I have to go to bed. (laughs) Bye. Bye. <laughs> Allison finally shows up. Fuck you, Dita. <laughs> <laughs>